Hey there. Thank you for joining us on the Mental Sweet Spot podcast, coaching the mental game of softball. I'm Melanie Rushing, and I'll be joined shortly by my business partner, Alicia Smith, to discuss how she implemented the mental game with her team this season. If you haven't already listened to the first two episodes, I suggest popping back and listening to those first so you get the full picture of what we've done with the team so far. If you're all caught up, props to you, and thanks for sticking with us. This episode is all about building trust by fostering open and honest communication and developing empathy for one another. We'll discuss how Alicia continues to incorporate the team why and culture into all her drills and discussions, tactics for encouraging all the players to speak up, both in team discussions and on the field, how she helped her players begin to develop empathy for one another so they understand each other's perspectives, and building trust in the coaching staff with honest, open feedback both in games and at practice. Stick with us to the end to get your freebie, the I Appreciate You Because worksheet. You can print this and use it to help your players develop empathy and appreciate each teammate for what they bring to the group. Before we get to the show, allow me to tell you about the mental game strategy for coaches. So many coaches have great intentions with coaching the mental game, but don't know where to start. The mental game strategy for coaches is a four-step strategy to jumpstart your path to mental toughness. First, you'll discover your team's best mental strengths with the Mental Toughness online quiz. With those scores, each player and coach will create their own mental toughness profile and then create a team profile. Next, you'll come up with a game plan to work on your weaker strengths and then play to your best strengths. And finally, you'll track your progress as you go so you can keep getting tougher. If you'd like to implement this strategy, head to softballmentaltraining.com forward slash strategy. Now let's get back to the show. I want you to take over this time. So why don't you just go sure. through how the week went, what you guys did, what went well, and what you needed to readdress. Okay, sure. So um, I think where we left off last week is on Saturday. Um, we weren't quite coming together as a team to decide what our team why was. Um, I asked them to narrow it down to one, but after doing some thinking about it and talking to you, I think we decided to maybe why narrow it down to one. Let's keep those top five. So. The first thing I did on Monday, we had a team meeting to discuss the team why. So we, I asked them first to just go through each word and I asked individual or the team per word, is this something that, um, you guys all agree on fearless, for example? Uh, and they said yes. And then accomplished, um, impactful, resilient and, uh, empowered. Those are their words. So they all agreed on each one of those words. So then I proposed the acronym and instantly they all loved it, agreed right away. So problem solved. <laughs> So um, we came up with, or you came up with the acronym FAIR, F-A-R-R-E. So what I did is um, they bought in, they agreed. That's what they wanted. So I ordered the wristbands for them. They should have those when they come back from spring break. So I know they're excited about those. That was that was a good exercise. Um, the additional thing that we talked about is we reviewed the culture words, which are supportive, determined, selfless, united, and family. Um, 100% buy-in to all of that, which I'll tell you why later. That was really important, right, um, mm-hmm. for some of our practices. Um, uh, the last thing we did, obviously, we changed goal buddies again, but we also talked about, uh, we discussed empathy and what that meant. Some of the kids really didn't have a good understanding. So mm-hmm. um, we talked about the exact definition and what it meant to me. And then what I did is I had them break uh, t- with their goal buddies, break off with their goal buddies, um, who I strategically placed of someone that they necessarily would not know. And I asked them, how do you relate to a teammate that you, you know, maybe didn't know before the season? Um, and gave them some time to talk. And then each group went around and said what they learned about that teammate and then also how they now could relate to them. So I thought that was a good exercise. Um, so then we went into practice. So given the fact that communication and trust was our theme of the week, mm-hmm. everything we did 
communication was built in every drill, every team exercise. Um, Before and, you went to drills, I want to ask sure. one thing about the communication piece with the entire team, because we all know mm -hmm. there's always voices that are more heard and people who yes. are not. How did that work out for your girls? I know you guys did uh, break out and then bring it together. Did you sure. get the more quiet, reserved girls to communicate, even if they didn't speak up a lot? Right. Um, during those exercises, I made sure that each kid had a chance to talk. So when we were in our team meeting, so I always try to make sure that they are speaking to. So it isn't just those dominating voices. So, but that also comes out in drills as well. So the coaches with the staff that we have with five, um, we would definitely go around and watch those kids yeah. and we keep talking or talking to them and saying, even if you don't know, um, exactly what to say, you could at least cheer on a teammate, but you should be talking. So the first drill we did on Monday was the star drill. So it's the, where you have people, all the bases and you've got to throw. So obviously, Part of that really critical piece of communication is where is the ball going to the next base? And you may not really know the drill yet, but what they um, what they started learning very quickly is if your teammate is calling or your teammates are all calling out the next base, then you know where to go. So ahead of time. And that took some time because some of those kids aren't comfortable talking yet. And that's where we just really said, you know, this is something you can control and something we really want you to work on. So um, the first couple days were a little rough, but we we would stop and say, what's the theme of the week? And they would all say, communication and trust, coach. <laughs> okay, great. Then let's go communicate. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of Monday. Um, we did a lot of, um, we just, we had an indoor practice because it was still pretty darn cold here. So we still did a lot of work in the gym and in the pole bar and pitching, hitting, things like that. So on Tuesday, we had another indoor practice. So this was, um, I think this might have been a little bit of an aha moment for them because usually they have one of these. Um, we were running a communication drill. Um, we were doing man in the middle. So again, I expect them to call the ball. I expect them to, you know, cheer on their teammates and it was pretty quiet. So we just stopped and we went on to the end of the baseline of the basketball court and I just said run. But the interesting thing that I found is it took them four sprints to even talk at all. So I was going to have them continue to run until they figured that out. And about after the fourth sprint, one of the seniors started talking. Let's go, guys. Here we go. So I stopped him and I said, I asked him how many sprints did it take you to start communicating and being supportive? Because if I remember correctly, one of your words from the culture that's really important to you is being supportive. So I could tell they all kind of said, ah, I see. You know, even the ones that are, are new to the program are starting to get it now, I think. And something like, sometimes it takes something like that that the communication is constant. It doesn't matter what you're doing and you have to be supportive of your teammates, especially when things aren't going well. So um, after that, the communication really took off and the kids that weren't necessarily comfortable started to um, start talking. So that was, that was pretty interesting. Um, on Wednesday, we did all defense because we were inside again. Windchill was about 30 degrees. So um, we did all defensive drills. We did... Um, long throws like relay throws from from the outfield we did bunt defense we did team defense with runners we did live bunting so there was um, constant communication and people moving around so one of the things that i wanted to point out that happened was um we were doing a drill we were doing some of that inside uh, team defense inside and and one of the players got a little frustrated with another one and said you know why weren't you there you're supposed to be there so i stopped it 
I walked up to her and I said, go teach. I said, this is the learning piece for you too. It's not just learning for them, but it's learning for you on how you can communicate to your teammates. So let's just take that time to stop, walk out, stop the drill. It's okay. Go tell her where she needs to be and why. So that was a good learning lesson, I think, for everybody as well. Love that. Um, I think you giving yeah. her not only just the space to take that leadership role, but like encouraging her the right way to do it. Cause I've also had the issue where a player like finally finds their voice and they just come out with that, like yapping at the player. Yep. <laughs> like, okay, yep. I like that you said teach, not, you right. know, cause no team <laughs> yes. is going to take that well. Right. <laughs> right. And especially the ones when they're learning mm -hmm. and, you know, and these are the moments where I always try to, inject these words so they want to be empowered that's mm -hmm. one of their whys so you're empowered to go teach mm -hmm. you know empowerment doesn't mean yelling you're empowered to go teach so this mm -hmm. is a really good learning opportunity for you as well as a leader on the team so i thought that was a good lesson um for me as well like those are the things that you can catch mm -hmm. um but always relating back to those whys relating back to the culture relating back to the theme of the week is is very important so that's why you have to have um, a theme of the week because there's too many things to right. think about otherwise. There's too many things to think about. And, you know, I haven't even touched first of their defense. I haven't even touched a lot of those special defenses yet because this is really important to really work on this and get this, With the get this down. At the end of the week. Yeah, yeah. At the scrimmage at the end of the week, I'll talk about that. But um, so now we're into Wednesday. <clears throat> and uh, we talked about kind of some of the drills we did. So I assigned some homework to them. This kind of goes back to that empathy piece and building that trust. So um, I had them go home and have a homework assignment. So they have a shared Google Drive. Um, and they, they all were assigned a, a YouTube clip of a clip from Remember the Titans that oh, you so and good. I found together. It was such a good, good clip. Um, but it was when two of the players were, were talking, and they are uh, very different. Um, but then they started realizing while they were talking to each other that actually they have a lot of uh, similarities and they could relate to each other when it came to things like leadership. Yep. Oh, so so I had them watch that clip. I'm sorry. I'll include that clip for those. Oh watching. yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what I had them do is I had them. I, I put a, a their teammates uh, name down the left hand side, and every teammate had to go in that night and put pick somebody at a different Y than them, and write how they could relate to them. So uh, it was it was pretty good the first time. Mm -hmm. So I read through them on Thursday morning. So I'll I'll read you one of the really good ones. Mm -hmm. um, I also want to feel capable. The idea of confidence is such an important part of being successful in the sport. And I think feeling capable and being confident go together. Confidence has been such a big piece of my growth as a player. So I also want others to be able to experience that. So I thought that was a really good one. It's short and to the point, but it really shows that obviously one, she can relate to someone else who has a different why than her, but also how she's grown as a player. So I thought that was really cool. Was this one of your um, more experienced players? Yes, it is. Yes, oh, it I is. I love that. Because you can tell, you can hear in her voice that she's like talking to the new girls. Like, I want Absolutely. that for them. I love that. Absolutely. So on um, Thursday when we came back to practice, we went over that first. And I said, you know, I said it was a good job. I said, but I think we could do a little bit better. And I want you to use this as a learning opportunity. So I actually read that one and a couple other ones that were good. And that particular player actually had said, you know, guys, you know, remember what we talked about at the beginning, you know, of, of practice um, earlier in the week, we talked about, <clears throat> excuse me, we talked about how you want to feel. So she really stressed that. And that was her teaching moment for the team. And then I just said, you know, let's go back and do it, you know, do it, try again tomorrow, uh, tonight, and we'll review tomorrow. So when we came back the following day, they were much better. Um, 
and they put more thought into it. But I think it was it wasn't for a lack of effort, maybe just a lack of understanding. So it was a good learning opportunity for sure. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so that was Wednesday, and then we go into Thursday and Friday and could finally get outside. Um, again, back to communication drills. We did a lot of um, fundamental individual um, work. We broke up outfield and infield. Um, we were working on everything from crow hops to long throws to how do you grab a ball that's at the fence and hit your cutoff. Where do your cutoffs go? Um, bunt defense, slap defense. Um, but we did this all in different smaller groups, so um, we weren't all together. But then we pulled it all together and did a lot of team stuff, so relays, um, team defense with and without runners, and that was almost the entire practice. So, um, again, continually working on the spacing is obviously important as well, but the communication piece, um, stressing that all the time. And if it wasn't how it should have been or there was a communication that was missed, then they dropped into 10 push-ups. So, I mean, we're kind of at that point now. It's like, okay, we weren't, we weren't talking on that relay, so make sure everyone drops. In. It's, but it's a team, so because everyone can communicate. Because there was one play where my uh, second baseman had gotten the ball from a relay and didn't turn around didn't know where to throw. So, yeah. I want to touch yep. on that real quick because this is sure. two really good examples now of using what some would call punishment. I call consequences. So yeah. I think we like anyone our age grew up with punishment and it was still a learning opportunity. You learn from it. Right. Mm. But I sure. think a, we are shying away from it because we don't want to just punish our players and like make them feel bad and not get the lesson from it. But this consequence just helps them like zoom focus if sure. you follow it up with the explanation of why they're doing it. Um, so I've seen the punishment used in a way that I think I just didn't get the message through. And I think this is how you do it. And I really like the team consequence because mm -hmm. it always affects the team. Even if it was just right. one person doing it incorrectly, it always affects the team. And then it teaches them a, how to not be mad at that one person <laughs> right <laughs> like because at first you're probably like oh but you learn okay i i've, I've probably made the whole team do up downs once <laughs> as well so that empty piece sure and then knowing that like this is just a consequence of right. not doing it right i don't have to do it again if we change it right so i love right. that so yeah i think that's important too because the consequence in a game mm. is that a run scores, right? So yeah. you don't have to do push-ups, but the consequence of the game is, is something totally different. So, um, but I make sure in those situations when we're doing team and there's not a commun there's not communication before the play or they don't know where to go, then they've got to realize that that's really important. So, you know, having some patience the first week and then beginning of the week kind of talking through it and starting those consequences for not communicating, even if it's simply cheering on your teammates and then translating that to the field. So now we're, we're pushing a little harder now and, and the expectation has been very clear from the get-go. So these are the consequences that will, if you're not going to communicate. So it doesn't take long for them to realize. And like you said, it's not meant, meant as punishment at all. So, um, and then Friday we did same, same thing because we hadn't been outside very much and we just wanted to get, you know, lots of that uh, fun. We've done a lot of fundamentals. Um, one thing I did forget to mention, did we talk about the team meeting yet that we had on Tuesday oh, where we followed? No. Yeah, we did not talk about that. Let's go back to that. Um, yep. So what I want to do is it should have happened on Monday, but I, um, it didn't work out from the, the planning piece of every, the inside, outside, all that stuff. So on Tuesday we decided, um, to do it instead, but every Monday I'd like to spend 30 minutes with the team 
at the beginning of the week to ask, you know, this is your forum. What's going well? What's not going well? What can we do better? Um, what have you learned? Uh, just give them an opportunity to speak. So it was very interesting because when we went, we went into a classroom mm -hmm. and everyone sat down and I walked in and I started handing out uniforms and we started getting all that, you know, stuff done. And then we started talking about the meeting. And as they're talking, I looked at the room and there's tables on one side with an aisle down the middle and tables on the other. And all the returning players were on one side and all the other new kids were on the, on the other side. And I brought that up to them. I said, this is very interesting. And I said, I don't think it's a conscious decision. This is not something you're consciously doing. It's just what you feel comfortable with. So the first 10 minutes of the meeting, the whole right side of the room was talking up a storm. You know, they had lots, lots of things to say. They were saying things like, we're getting a lot of reps. We think that's really good. We're starting to really kind of figure out where we're supposed to go. Uh, we love all the fundamental stuff. And the whole left side never said a word. So I brought that up to them. And you could see it. They, they realized it. Um, and I had to, I had to really work hard to pull these other kids, you know, to talk. I had to ask, point out and say, Hey, come on, talk. How are you feeling? What's going on? What's, what's your first week like? And one kid finally had the courage to speak up and says, I don't feel comfortable, you know, talking, talking out loud because I'm, I'm scared or I'm afraid or I'm uncomfortable. So we talked to, I said, great. I said, you're very brave to bring that up. I know that you're in a new situation. And I think that it's really good that you stepped out of your comfort zone because that's how we grow. So I started pointing out some of the other kids and asking them, what, what is, what, how are you feeling? What's going on? So they were pretty open and honest, but it took some pulling and some urging. So I'm, I, I did notice that, um, that separation in the room. And I think it's really important that the kids are at least conscious of that, that that's something that they need to make a conscious effort to not do in the future for everything that you do, right? Where you, what car you're riding in, or if you have some carpooling or whatever it is that you're um, definitely kind of breaking that up. So that was, a, that was a very good exercise. I intend to keep doing that too. I had an idea so. for those new kids. Something that helped me because I was really quiet too, especially once I got into a room with the bigger personalities, I would just mm -hmm. be listening to what they were saying and soaking it all in. So I was like, I don't have a unique thought. <laughs> I literally have nothing to contribute. Um, yeah. Writing something down beforehand, and then that's a good idea. Kind of calling them, and they'll just like, oh, okay, and then they can read it as opposed to yeah. <laughs> if they were anything, that's like a good idea. That. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I will definitely bring that up for them because I think that they had a time to think about it too. But also now that they know the forum, right. moving forward, they'll be more prepared. I think too. Mm -hmm. So that worked out really well. Um, so Friday, uh, we passed out the because document that, that we talked about and that you created for us. So the because document has every kid has an individual document with their name on the top and then everybody else's, uh, the teammates down the side. So at the top, it says, I appreciate you as a teammate because, and then in the blank space, every kid has to fill out why they appreciate that teammate. And I gave them a couple of weeks to do it. I, I didn't want them to be, I know we're coming up on spring break soon and we don't have a lot of time together. So I didn't want it to be rushed. I want it to mm -hmm. be meaningful mm -hmm. and also for them to have opportunities and games and or uh, practices over the next couple of weeks to find that appreciation. Mm -hmm. So um, I just passed that out. I haven't had anybody fill it out yet because that was on Friday. Um, and then I asked them in the beginning, though, I said, but I want you to tell Coach Kelly why you appreciate her. Why do you appreciate Coach Elena? And I went down the line. And it was, it was really good to hear, I think, the, the appreciation because I even reflected on, on last year and I realized that I did not really tell my assistant coaches how much I appreciate them until I think it was the, um, end of the year season party mm. where I have a 
enormous appreciation for them. A lot of, they do a great job and I never, I never really said it mm. until the end. So I wanted to make sure that that came from us as well. So that was, that was cool. Um, and then of course we had our team dinner, our first, we usually have team dinners once a week. So I had our first team dinner, uh, it's team bonding just for them to get to know each other a little mm-hmm. bit. And then on Saturday we had our scrimmage. So it was the first time we got to see, you know, some more of live situations when it's a little bit different when you're not, you know, doing it off your own pictures. So, um, it was cold as <laughs> yeah, very I know, cold, I know but we, that you wanted to say. <laughs> yes, uh, but we played, we played, we played anyway. I wanted to play the other coach wanted to play. So we got about eight innings in and just a lot of reps and mm-hmm. the kids did great. I mean, for only being together for two weeks, the amount of growth that they've, they've achieved and that we've seen in them, uh, the communication, the routine plays, they made all the, they hit really well. They pitched well. Um, just for being together for two weeks, I was really, really uh, pleasantly surprised and very happy and proud of them for the growth they've had in the last two weeks. So, um, I'm very excited about this team. I think that they're really starting to get it and it is a very short high school season. We've talked about this before. We only have three days of practice next week and then the kids go away for 10 days Mm -hmm. and then we come back and we have, I think three days of practice and then our first game. And then it's just two months of just (laughs) games and practice, games and practice. It goes really fast. So we only have about two and a half weeks together before we really start playing before mm-hmm. to build on this stuff. So I was very pleasantly surprised and very proud of them. So they did a great job. How do you think the communication went in the game? <clears throat> it was better than in the early part of the week, mm-hmm. but there was a few situations where I think uh, one example was we were in slap. Uh, there was a slapper up to bat and I'm very adamant that my catcher uh, stands in front of the plate and communicate slap defense, you know, she's the general out there. So, um, as well as my pitcher, you know, I, I don't expect them to throw the ball and pitch the ball unless the te- the defense is in place. So what they're used to are people that have played for four years and they know where to go, but this is different. This is different. So we have all new kids out on the infield and one pitch went by and we were still in regular defense. So I took the opportunity to go out and use it as a teaching moment to say, did you see that we had a slapper up and nobody said anything? So I said, we pitched the ball and we were not in slap defense. So this is the communication part that I expect from you, pitcher and catcher especially. But it should come from everyone, right? Mm-hmm. The pit, we should not allow the pitcher to step on the mound and throw the ball until we are in slap defense. So that communication kind of slipped right there. But a learning experience, obviously. That's why we're scrimmaging and where we're doing it early. So, um but overall, the communication was pretty good. We had a couple oopses, but learning moments and teaching moments and, and that opportunity for the scrimmage at this time of year is perfect to do that. How about the trust piece specifically between you and this just different team, trusting they know what to do and they can take it onto the field, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that it definitely goes both ways. They have to learn to trust me and I have to learn mm-hmm. to trust them. So. I think that I've noticed a slow, a slow progression in that trust of me from the players, especially the newer ones. And I've also had to remind the returning players, it's a process. You know, I rem- I have reminded several of them of maybe two years ago when we had pot flies dropping in the infield between three people. So stuff like that happens all the time, but it's a, it's a process. And I said, remember, we've gone through this before you have to trust in the process as well. And it, it's not immediate. It's not immediate. It's a constant every day working through it, getting better slowly. 
And I said, I promise if we trust in the process, we're going to be where we need to be at the end of May, which is obviously the goal. That's when our state playoffs start. So um, I think the trust between the players, uh, returning players and I are definitely there. And I'm, I can tell I'm building it with the new ones. And it's slow. It's slow. But they have to learn to trust, to even understand the process before they can trust in it. So mm-hmm. um, I've had some good conversations with um, all of them uh, off to the side, you know, still trying to walk around the, the, the field when we're doing team defense. And I know that they're not going to get the ball. I'll, I'll talk to them for just a few seconds sometimes is all it takes just to make sure that they understand um, that they're doing a good job and I'm proud of them, but they need to keep working on, you know, A, B, and C. So mm-hmm. I think it's working well. So far, so good. I like that. I liked the walking around. Um, mm-hmm. I know we don't always have the luxury of not having to pitch front us and hit reps and do a million things. But when you do have the opportunity to even just like pause for a second, give them feedback in the moment, I think that's huge. That's what I do best, I think, is just mm-hmm. that, that communication piece to, to each individual player. Um, but I like those moments because that's how you start to build those relationships mm-hmm. and trust in just kind of let them know, you know, just that reassurance, you know, I'm very, very positive coach. I like to make sure that all that positive comes out every day mm-hmm. and they, they want to know where they stand. And, and, you know, they, I know that they're smiling when I walk away cause I gave them a compliment. So, but, um, it's, it's a slow process and, and I've never had to get to know so many kids, you know, at the same time, right. <laughs> it's a challenge, but, mm-hmm. but it's good, it, but it's good. Yeah. Um, to touch on that positivity piece i actually saw mm-hmm. this question in a like a coaching facebook group um a new coach of a jv team was basically asking the balance of being positive but still giving good constructive feedback how do you balance mm-hmm. encouraging them while still mm-hmm. like pushing them and boosting them up sure so the the part where i will tell them i always always will get on them are those controllables so that's the part where you can really kind of, I guess, make sure you know your expectations if they're not meeting them. So um, that can still be done in a constructive way. Um, but to go back to your question, I think that you got to first praise the effort. Hey, it was a great try. I would like to see you, you know, maybe take a drop step just, you know, a little bit deeper. That ball was a little further away from you. So I think your drop step should have been deeper, you know, up the middle or something like that. But I praise the effort. Um, but if the effort wasn't there, then you just got to let them know, hey, I expect you to try a little harder to get to that ball. Um, sometimes it is it is difficult, and that's where getting to know your players, I think, is really important because some kids, you just need to tap on the back of the head and say, you're all right, and other kids, you need to just, you know, they want that. Um, what did I do wrong? And just be honest with them and just be, you can still give them constructive feedback, but I think they really crave that honesty and just be flat out honest, you know, hey, you, your drop step was great. You got to the ball, but right at the end, you kind of loafed when you went to stick up your glove. So next time, make sure you, you go a little harder to get under the ball. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. So uh, I think that's that's the easiest part is when you get to know them mm-hmm. and how they want and how they need to be pushed. Um, but but it is a fine balance. I, I do understand that. But without getting to know them, I think that's pretty hard to do. So that's where uh, the athlete types, I think, is very beneficial and helpful, at least as a, as a starting part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just those conversations in the outfield that, or it like, or on the infield when you're walking around and your shortstop might just booted a ball and, or whatever it may be on the play. Hey, that was a great effort. You know, next time, just make sure, you know, whatever fundamental piece that you need to put in insert into that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just say it's good job. You can still tell them good job, even though they booted the ball or didn't quite get there. You know, they're, they're trying. It's not for a lack of effort. So that's a good question. 
So right. I like that, uh, that focus on this helpful information. Right. Yeah. And it's just, and it, to me, it's pretty brief, right? Mm -hmm. you, you don't need to go into long detail or explanation because nope. that's, that's where you can get into trouble, I think. <laughs> and the kids are like, what coach? I've lost my attention. Mm -hmm. Just tell me what I need to do because yep. they all want to do better. So mm -hmm. what do I need to do? And sometimes they'll just flat out ask you, what did I do wrong? Yep. Love that. Well, I think we hit all the points I wrote down. Anything else? It was a really good week. Um, I see some growth in the in the building, which is which is obviously as a coach what you strive for. You want to get better every day. So, um, mm -hmm. and I think that you know when we sat down and kind of worked and planned out how this this should be laid out, you know, I firmly firmly believed in it, and I knew it was going to work. The timing I wasn't sure of, of how long it was going to take, but it's it's the getting the buy-in from everyone that's really critical, and that's that's the harder harder part. Like this, you know, we we've done a lot of this stuff at Madawan for mm -hmm. years. It's just been in a different way, mm -hmm. a lot of different communications. So this, there's a lot of visual, there's a lot of interactive, there's a lot of getting to know each other. That part is a little bit different. We've done it in a completely different way. But the parents uh, yesterday were talking a lot about how cool is that athlete type? That's a really <laughs> neat thing. I want to take that. And that's genius. So, <laughs> so I, I can't, I can't take credit for the Not idea. I said, but <laughs> no, but I said, it's a really good, it's a really good, um, you know, cool thing. And they said, yeah, that's so-and-so to a T. That is my daughter to a T. And one of the dads, one of the dads is like, yeah. And, and, you know, my daughter's the same as you. That's so cool, but that's not surprising. You know, <laughs> you know so it's one of those things where I think it's just, you know, they were, they were kind of getting, um, kind of involved in the process. And I kind of ask them like, what do your kids say when they come home from practice? And some of them say nothing. <laughs> they don't say a word. And then some of them are like, yeah, they talk a little bit about it, but you know, so, I think that's cool because to me, it's building the, the, it's all about the program and you know, the parents are a part of it. You know, the parents are a part of that program and, and that trust as well. They've mm -hmm. got to trust you and they've got to trust the process and they have to be patient with the process so they can support their kid and their daughter through, through it. Mm -hmm. Even though at times they, they may not see the big picture. The kids may not see the big picture. We do as coaching, as our, as, as the coaching staff. And I think that as, as long as we are committed to it and staying and sticking with it, it'll be fine. So I'm excited. Love that. All right. Let's end it there. That was perfect. That's all we have for today. Be sure to grab your free I Appreciate You worksheet at mentalsweetspot.com forward slash episode three. And that's the number three. Join us in the next episode where we'll discuss how the team prepared for spring break and how Alicia helped them stay focused on the process while away on vacation. Thank you again for spending your time with us. We hope you got some ideas to use with your team while listening. If you'd like to share these ideas with other softball coaches or get inspired, we'd love to meet you in our Coaches Mastermind. It's a free community full of coaches just like you who have a passion for developing strong, mentally tough players. Just head to Facebook and search Mental Sweet Spot to find the group. Have a good day.